Welcome back to another episode here on Viewpoints. I'm sitting here with Dr. John Gerlach, and we are still in our sermon series, uh, Living the Christian Life, and, and how we apply that to our own lives. And so today we're going to be talking about the Bible. So John, what do you have for us today? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, one of the key things that we need to talk about and think about when it comes to the Bible is just how the world kind of thinks about the Bible that basically... The idea, I was listening to a sports event, and one of the uh, sportscasters said, you know, it's kind of like the Bible. It's it's good that, you know, you can you kind of realize it's outdated and you can bring in some new ideas, and that's a great thing about the Bible, mm-hmm. that the people who realize that, that's really, really good. So there's that kind of viewpoint of, you know, things are outdated in the Bible. What does it have to do with us today? And it's constantly changing. And honestly, that is exactly the opposite of what the Bible says that the Bible is, and that I think one of the key things we have to realize in our world that's pretty skeptical about the Bible, for sure, that we realize that if you think about it, that the reality of that is, you know, it's kind of like this. You know, if you can meet your great-grandparents, some of the stuff they would say, we'd go, oh, that's kind of cringy. That's kind of, that's awkward. Ah, I can't believe they think that way. I can't believe they use those words. That's unbelievable. And in our, in our world, we think we've kind of got culturally the total understanding. We get it. We say the right things. Now this is how it should be. But my question would be, the great-grandchildren who look at us are probably going to go, can't believe they used to say that yeah. stuff that we don't even think about now. So we tend to have make this huge mistake that in our moment of time in history, what we think and what the culture thinks is the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that we've got to kind of all figured out, but just a few generations later, they're going to look at our generation and go, they didn't have it figured out. I can't believe they thought that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so that's the thing about if, if it's con- if truth is constantly changing, is it absolute truth? And it's not. Mm-hmm. If it depends on what era is truth and what era is not truth. I remember, I remember uh, I heard one story about a guy who was talking about, like, if you ran into a Viking and, you know, a Viking's walking down the city streets of Midland, Texas, and someone insults his honor and, you, and he says, I'm going to go kill him. You go, well, no, you can't kill him. That's against the law. No, he insulted my honor. It is the law. Yeah. So we'd go that Viking. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it figured out. Mm-hmm. But in other words, if you go from human, if you start with what human beings think is right and wrong, or do you go with the Word of God that says it's eternal, it does not change. Yeah. That the principles do not change. The truth does not change. Or do we go with, and, and people like to go with, it changes, and we get to decide. Mm-hmm. But the Bible's very clear that's not the purpose, and that's not the goal, and that's not the reality of when it comes to the Bible and the inter- eternal authoritative nature of the Bible. Yeah. So people just get real confused about it. And there's all kind of arguments, and you've heard them, I've heard them. Uh, like, what's one of the arguments you've heard people say about, uh, it's outdated or, well, look at this part of the Bible and we don't believe that part or you know, any of that kind of stuff. Well, I think the main uh, argument that I've seen is the difference between 
subjective and objective, you know, truth and how people interpret that truth. And that was actually one of the questions I had for you today. And and it's something that I've seen in, in millennials in my generation is like, this is how I interpret this truth. And so what would you say to that to help me and, you know, my my friends, you know, how would you say, well, no, this is what the Bible says, because everyone interprets truth differently, I believe. Um, so that's probably one thing that I've seen in, in my generation. Yeah. But how would you how would you say that to the listener? Because, you know, people have people in family and friend circles that go, yeah. I don't read it that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like you said, the, the truth is, doesn't change when it comes to the word of God. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of I mean, that's a little C.S. Lewis mode at that point, I think, where you talk about. You know, if if it's all object, if it's all subjective, and everybody has their own truth, which is a you know phrase that we use a lot today in culture, well, that's your truth, mm-hmm. um, that's my truth. Um, but you know, is it really? Ultimately, we all think some things are wrong, and so the idea is, where did that come from? Where does that idea? If if I cut in front of you in line, why do you get mad at me about that? Yeah. Why do you get upset that I cut in line? It's my it's my truth. I, I don't want to cut in front of you in line. Um, I want to take somebody's life. It's my truth. Mm-hmm. Why would we say no? No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Why? Where'd that come from? Where? And it really, you know, C.S. Lewis just talked about this kind of this basically it was kind of a rational argument to say, look, that idea of ultimate truth came from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not an ever-changing thing. Life is valuable. Mm-hmm. People are important. Um, there's right, there is wrong. And, you know, that changes. People change that kind of stuff. But the Bible would say basically this. I think people get caught up when it comes to how they interpret the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, one thing I put in the blog was this deal about, you know, I've, I've had somebody ask that. Okay, Old Testament, eye for an eye. New Testament, turn mm-hmm. the other turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. So which one's right? The Bible contradicts itself. It was kind of the conversation. Well, there you go. Bible contradicts itself. Uh, it can't be both. It can't be both. But Jesus, even in the Sermon on the Mount, took the law and then he was, you know, New Testament fulfills the Old Testament. Yeah. So he says, well, the Ten Commandments don't murder. I say, if you hate somebody, you are murdering. Mm-hmm. Kind of get so. Is he disagreeing with the old says? No, he's fulfilling it. Eye for an eye was actually a very in the culture of the Old Testament. That's radical because in the Old Testament, you hunted somebody down. If they did you wrong, you hunted them down. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, in other cultures other than in Israel, so the eye for eye was actually a step up. It was the idea of don't go past what they did to you. Mm. Don't, you know, they had a squirt gun. I'm going to get a hammer. You don't do that. It's an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. It's, if you, you got to look at Exodus chapter 21. It's, it's, that's what it's saying. Not, so people look at it wrong. They go, what, you know, turn the other cheek. Well, Jesus saying, okay, you know, we try to get the Bible tries to get you to calm down eye for an eye, but honestly, let's just play that out. Even better would be you don't give back back at them. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you don't. You turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, don't. But it's still the same principle. Mm-hmm. Don't escalate. Yeah. Don't. 
So I just think people, you know, they look at stuff in the Old Testament and go, well, we don't do some of that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. So we don't, so they, we don't do any, we shouldn't do any of it anymore. Yeah. Well, all the Bible has a principle. Um, in the blog, I talked about the passage where Paul talks about, I don't want women to wear gold or braids in their hair. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, let's stand at the door and someone sure. comes into church. Is that what it means? And people just make that mistake to go, well, yeah, that's what it means. No, that's not what it means. It's not the whole the pro principle is modesty. Mm-hmm. And in the culture, culture, context, all context, that. you had that was a only people that wore and dressed that way to us, it's normal back then. That was pretty much only the temple prostitutes did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a typical thing to put your hair in braids. Yeah. We don't get that. I mean, I don't. Yeah, you know, I have to. You have to look that up to yeah to understand that. But it's it's some of those mistakes I think people do to kind of interpret things a certain way. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you were saying earlier, I remember uh, R.C. Sproul was sitting down with people and he got a question one time, and it was like, "My um, my brother doesn't believe in sin." And then they asked RC, like, what, how would you respond to that? Or how would you make him understand that there is, we're in a fallen state, sinful world? And he just said, well, steal his wallet. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just reminded me of that. People will learn pretty quickly, like, oh, there, there is a, a right and wrong, you know, kind of what you were saying. Yeah. But going back to the New Testament, Old Testament topic, um, you know, I've heard it said that the Old Testament is, concealed and a type and shadow and then the, the new testament is revealed christ revealed mm-hmm. how for the listener and people you know listening to this podcast how would we help people understand that the the bible is one book and that we can apply that to our lives if we truly look at those scriptures you know and, and look at the context and it's still applicable to our lives today, but how would, how would we give them those next steps for that? Yeah. I just think, I just, I don't, I, you know, uh, since you said R.C. Sproul, uh, you know, I, I read a quote from him the other day and it says, you know, people argue about the Bible. Da, 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 da. He says, but do we read the Bible? Uh, yeah. People say it's too hard. I don't understand it. Yeah. Because, and he goes, we're lazy. That's why we don't read the Bible. Right. Yeah. And, and basically I don't think people really read the Bible. Um, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some stuff that were, was there. I mean, like, okay, there's some strange stuff in the Old Testament, like uh, don't eat catfish. Okay, that's it. That's in the Bible. Don't eat catfish. Well, why would that be? Because during that time, that was very unsanitary fish, mm-hmm. caused health problems. They didn't know that, but God goes, let's not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was many things that just were to be pointing to the New Testament and to the Messiah, like keep things pure, keep things holy, uh, fabrics, other stuff. You know, what's it matter about a fabric? We, we, you know, we couldn't wear, you know, uh, we don't do that today, but that was just to help point toward there is everything's pointing to this Messiah and all, everything's pointing to the fulfillment of the Old Testament. And the Old Testament got it. You know, everybody thinks he's a God of wrath in the Old Testament and God of love in the New Testament. You know, really, if you, if you read it, though, God is so many times patient and forgiving and give another chance and give another opportunity yeah. in the Old Testament. Yeah. So there really isn't a different God there. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. People, 
and just have to struggle with being skeptical. And I think at the bottom line, and here would be the bottom line, I think God's absolutely perfect with us questioning, wrestling, dealing with, uh, I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's a sign of a real relationship. Because if it was not that way, we don't have a real relationship. Um, and honestly, if God just told us what we were always really comfortable with, what kind of relationship is that? Yeah. That's not a true relationship. That's not a definitely not a God creator created creation type relationship. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you've got to have. You know, you've got to have, it's okay to be skeptical. It's okay to ask the questions. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, um, in that process, if it always changes and we got it figured out, then we're God. Yeah. And God is not. Yeah. Well, Pastor John, thank you so much for kind of just looking over this subject and going, how do we practice this in our own life? And I'm guessing the the next step would be actually reading your Bible. (laughs) But again, uh, to the listener, thank you so much, and we hope to see you next time.